Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 298 of Griff's Brain Dump. This is me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday at 10.30 p.m. I'm sat in the kitchen, not in the car. Just chilling out in the kitchen. Um, Trying not to fall asleep. Yep, it's one of those pods. Oh, buddy. I mean, I know what I want to say on the pod, so maybe I shouldn't fall asleep, but we'll see what the hell happens. We don't know. How's your week been, people? Hey, how's it been? Has it been a good week? My week's been cool. Um, started off uh, Monday in Huddersfield, um, which was a fun gig in Huddersfield. It was booked, well, I was booked thinking it was a Black History Month gig because it's Black History Month. I saw the other people on the lineup. It was Travis J hosting it. Uh, me opening the middle was originally Josh Weller, but it got changed to Tucson Douglas. They're both, well, Josh Weller's mixed race, uh, Tucson's black, and then closed, headlined by Sophie Juka, who is also black. And uh, I was told in the email that it was a Black History Month gig, so I was like, oh, Black History Month, whatever, cool, you know, don't understand that all black line up, Black History Month, all makes sense. Until I rock up at the gig, none of the signposting says Black History Month, none of it. Like, just none of the marketing, none of the banners, none of the uh, visuals on the screens, nothing. It's not a big deal, but it's just like, right, they're looking at the crowd, crowd's whiter than the Alps, and then you're thinking, wait, do they know it's a Black History Month gig? Do they know it's Black History Month? And, And it was crazy. It was crazy. This... These were the type of white people who didn't know they were white. They were young students, so if you made jokes about race, they didn't quite get them. Um, obviously, some people did. Some, obviously, some people, you know, just people get. But it was it was so funny because then all of us uh, the comedians at the backstage was like, we don't know what, how this is gonna go. <laughs> But it was fun. It was fun in the end. It was all good. But it was just funny. I must say the, the crowd didn't know they were white. I'll give you an example. Um, like, they didn't know certain stereotypes about themselves. So Travis made a joke about um, not showering. And then two, two people just openly, like, yeah, I ain't showered today. Just brazen about it. Um... The one who did show, he asked, did you wash your legs? <laughs> completely, un- they were looking at him like, what kind of question is that? That's a weird question. Completely unaware of the, of the, of the social media revelations of two or three years ago, where it was discovered that many white people don't wash their legs in the shower. They just let the water run down their legs. Now, obviously there was a lot of white people at that moment going, what the fuck are you not talking about? You know, it happens all the time. You know, as black people, we think stuff, you know, you, someone says something that as a representative of black people, other black people go, yeah, that's what we do. And then there's another group of black people going, no, it's not. <laughs> it happens in all races. That was one of those moments, man. It was funny. So that was Huddersfield, flipping three and a half hour drive there, gigged, three and a half hour drive back. Uh, crazy I set off at 3 p.m got back at midnight that is tall gig life man that is gig life right there yeah it's a good old was it three to midnight nine hours golly (laughs) 
other half a day's work as well. But I had to go to work the next morning, which was special, absolutely special. Um, then Friday, I was in Newbury. It's funny, I was, as I was driving to Newbury, I was like, what? What the hell is Newbury? Like, I don't, I don't know anything about this place. It's only when I was at the gig and someone mentioned the races. I was like, oh, yeah, they've got horse racing in Newbury. I, I don't know Newbury now. But, um, yeah, that gig was cool. It was nice, actually. It was in, like, a little theatre. I was in the Corn Exchange. And, um, yeah, nice crowd. These guys knew they were white. Therefore, race jokes worked. <laughs> you know I mean, for, for our jokes as... For my type of jokes, you've got to know who you are and know about other groups. So if I make jokes about Asian people, if I make jokes about women, if I make jokes about gay people, if you've got to be comfortable knowing about that group and then my joke doesn't just sound odd. Some of my jokes, none of my jokes I don't think sound hateful. So I don't think they'd be mistaken for that. It just sounds, if you just don't know the other groups, then it just sounds odd. And then if you don't know where your group is in relation to these other groups, then the jokes just simply don't work. But anyway, we're not breaking down comedy here. So yeah, so that was the Newbury. And that was really cool. It was a me, Sarah, Sarah Barron opened, me, Middles, Sophie Duca. Uh, if me and her have never gigged before, together before, then twice in, in four days. Um, yeah, and then it was uh, Josh James who's uh, emceeing, who's uh, a class as a comedy mate. Um, so yeah, that was good. That was good, that was yeah, very fun. Um, and that wasn't such a long journey. Actually, there was one part that pissed me off, right? So I was trying to leave Newbury, there were some roadworks. And these roadworks were atrocious to the point where uh, I couldn't join the motorway. So I had to drive five miles out my way. Uh, now my sat told me to turn back, but Probably the weirdest thing I've ever done. I went fuck off to my sat-nav because I didn't want to drive back down the road I had to take that wasn't a part of my journey. You know, I mean, imagine so you're trying to get off a junction on a on a uh, on a dual carriageway to join the motorway, but that's shut. So then you drive to the next junction. They tell you come off, come back down the junction to get back onto where he was originally meant to be. And I just went, no, I, I'm not I'm not driving back. I don't, I don't want to. I, my brain won't let me do it. It hurts my feelings too much. I got very emotional. Like I said, Thomas sat enough to fuck off and I just drove, kind of driving straight. It just recalculated route. <laughs> Added 10 minutes to my journey. <laughs> but I was like, it's principle. I'm not driving back. Um, which is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever done. But... I did it, and I was on the road for an hour and a half. I didn't see one service station, not one petrol station, not one service station. Luckily, my car was full of fuel, but I did want a chocolate bar. I was initially going to KFC after the gig, and the queue was just too long. And I was like, I am not doing this fucking queue. You know what I mean, I literally was on stage joking about queues. I'm not, I'm not doing this queue. Queue's too long. And that's, that's the kind of mentality I have, people. I will lose out on things that I want. Um, just through emotions and that's why I try not to get emotional that's why I'm quite robotic at times because I'm not very good at controlling my emotions I end up adding 10 minutes to my journey time because I don't want to turn back myself and I end up driving home hungry 
because I don't want to queue for more than seven minutes. <laughs> so that that's me. Um, and then what else is what else did I do this week? Then we went to uh, me and my wife went to cinema yesterday. It's our first time going out, just the two of us, since um, since Zadie's come into the world. And Zadie is going to be like 15 months uh, this month, 15 months old. So, yeah, we probably should have done this sooner. <laughs> Do what it is, it's because uh, we're cool going out as a, a three, as a group of three, right? And Zadie's actually okay to take to restaurants and stuff. And then, you know, when we go to family events, you know, we're out again. Um, and we go to events where you know someone will take Zadie because they haven't seen her for ages, so she'll be with them. And then me and Omi have our hands free for a bit. But but uh, but this night we went uh, went out just two of us. It was just just shit you just take for granted when you don't have kids, man. Going to the cinema is one of them. Can't go to the cinema with a kid. But yeah, we we fully went childish. We got nachos, we got popcorn, I got an ice blast, got ice cream, um, and yeah, and I just ate all of this crap. And then we didn't go for dinner after. I was I was too full. <laughs> I was too full. And my wife made a good point about the cinema. Because how comes it's just accepted that you can just leave? the cinema looking like a piece of shit. I go, it's weird. I was like, no, you've got a good point there. She was like, there's no other event or scenario. If you went to the theatre, you would just leave all your shit there on the seat. But it just is generally accepted. You're allowed to. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, I've at least not spilled any popcorn on the floor. I've done my bit. But why is that? Is it because we sit in the dark and we just try to make out it wasn't us who made the mess. Is that what it is? But it is true. It's obscene the amount of mess you leave in the cinema. But I don't know. But we went to see Woman King. Um, I'd say that film was really good. I, I, I recommend it. I recommend it to anyone. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's a film. It's a black film that... It, does it centre around slavery? No, I don't think it centres around slavery. Slavery is in the backdrop, um, just as a historical reality, really. Um, I guess it's pivotal to the 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 homey people, but the homey, yeah, the kingdom of the homey. But I guess the film's not just about slavery, and it was it was interesting for lots of different little subtexts in there. And stuff. So, yeah, I recommend it, man. Really recommend it. Um, one thing that blew my mind though is the lead, uh, not Viola Davis. Um, I can't remember her name. I did Google it, but she's the she's nineteen in the film. And I was like, oh, do you think she's actually nineteen? To my wife, me thinking she's probably younger, because she looks so young. The woman's like thirty-one. Mental, flipping mental. Um, but yeah, but she portrays a 19-year-old very well. <laughs> if you're young, I don't know what anti-aging devices she's using. But yeah, Jesus. 
but yeah man really good film i saw lots of online i see lots of i saw some online comments it just made me realize these people haven't seen the film they're just banging on about shit they don't know about someone's talking about woman king it's like a conspiracy it's a trans conspiracy uh woman king is a feminist trans uh conspiracy to to say you know men aren't needed to be kings i was like god guys like don't think you've seen the film when you see the film it the title will make sense and all that other shit you're talking about just isn't there but it's like i said good film go watch it if you can find a cinema to watch it in um because in us we was in the imax that seated about i guess it must have seen about 200 people there was like nine of us in there <laughs> Nine of us in there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I did. And then today, did some friendship with the guys because men are terrible at friendship. Um, these are my best friends since I was at school. Um, still, they're like my closest friends, but I hadn't seen any of them in the year 2022, I don't think. May have seen one of them in 2020, but the rest haven't seen since 2021. Oh, Jesus. Are we still recording? Yep, sorry, just knocked the thing over. Yeah, haven't seen them since 2021. Just men are really bad at doing friendships, aren't we? So we just met for no reason. We just met just to watch football. And um, that was it. And we just chatted shit and just... But like I said, when you're that good friends, it isn't like you missed the beat. So, yeah, good to see them. Anyway, that's enough about me. It's all what's going on in the world. Um, actually, boxing. What's just talking about strong women? Boxing. Did Emma watch boxing? Did you watch Crucial Shields versus Savannah Marshall? Right? Or Maya versus Baumgardner? Or did you watch some of the men? Did you watch Haney versus Cambosis? Hey? Or did you watch uh, Wilder versus Salanius? I only watched the women's boxing because of the time it was on, in the sense of I, that's why I didn't watch the other fights. I'm not saying I only watched Shields versus Marshall because, yeah, what else am I going to do? No. <laughs> and what a fight, man. Let's talk about Christian Shields' bloody entrance. That was mad. To, do, to go into a fight for undisputed champion of the world and you've prepared for the fight but you've also had time to just prepare a little choreographed dance routine mad the confidence and to flipping deliver as well voila that was great it was a masterpiece to watch um but yeah man shout out to the ladies shout out to the lady boxers um but yeah it's good it was really really good um right what else we got on Let's talk about those Just Stop oil protesters. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. They, they've been making the news. Uh, they're the people, if you don't know, the ones been gluing themselves to the road in central London, um, throwing paint on... Um, whose artwork was it? It wasn't Da Vinci. Was it Van Gogh? I don't know, but they threw, art, they threw uh, paint all over a famous bit of art. Very valuable. Um, they then through paint over an Aston Martin garage today. So it caused a bit of havoc, a bit of anarchy there. And um, what is so funny is 
everyone just calling them twats by default. So what's this, just a word? What's this, fucking twats? Um, and it's always funny because my first response to ever whenever there's a protest is, what are they protest? What are they protesting about? What are their demands, and why are they making the demands? And then once you ask those questions, you realise most protests, strikes, riots, you can then work out whether it's legitimate and, you know, noble cause they're protesting for. But without asking those questions, just judging someone by their actions, I don't know, it's just always just find it a bit weird, just by default, because like, they're twats, they're twats. And the press will obviously never portrayed them doing anything interesting or useful. It's always, they're just a nuisance, anarchist, um, unpatriotic, or whatever it is. They'll chuck anything at these people uh, who have a process. They're trying to introduce new laws to stop us from protesting. Um, and, well, the way that's basically trying to, and bringing new laws to stop us from protesting, that's what I think. But they're using people's annoyance against this group to try and push through this bill. Um, because they will highlight the things like, oh, you know, denying people the ability to lock on, which is, you know, handcuffing yourself to build and stuff. They're going to make that illegal to do. Um, but they, they'll tell us they're focusing just on that. But then when you read these bills, it was, first it was Patel who brought uh, this act, this bill in, um, Pretty Patel, and then Suella Braverman. It's adding two more clauses to it, which basically just says you can't protest. If she decides it's not a worthy course, essentially. Imagine that. You're protesting against the government, but the government can tell you not to protest or even decide if your protest is worthy of your protest. Like, what? How can... What kind of world is this? But, yeah. And I thought, let me find out what these guys' actual demands are from their mouth rather than just saying what I thought they did. And when I read their demands, they're not that, they're not that bad. You know what I mean? Let's, I'll tell you, here it goes. Here's the headlines. Fossil fuels are killing us. Together we can demand change. No new oil and gas projects. So here it is. Here's who they are. Just Stop Oil is a coalition of groups working together to ensure that the government commits to ending all new licenses and consents uh, for the exploration, development and production of fossil fuels in the UK. Um, so the demand is the UK, they demand that the UK government makes a statement that it will immediately halt all future license and consents for the, for the exploration, development and production of fossil fuels in the UK. So if we break that down, they're saying no more licenses for exploration, development or production of fossil fuels in the UK. So what do they want us to do? Get these fossil fuels from outside the UK? Yeah, that's going to cost more money. Um, but let's see, let's read on. Uh yeah, why? So it's the very first step to ensuring that our survival. We already have more oil and gas than we can afford to burn. Let's get on with ending our reliance on fossil fuels completely by powering ahead with renewables and cutting energy demand. By insulating Britain and rethinking how we travel and by ensuring that no one is left behind and everyone's voice is heard. 
I mean, that sounds pretty noble. That sounds that sounds pretty sensible. We're going to run out of fossil fuels, so we do need to focus on renewable energy. Why aren't we? And it's kind of showing you can you can blame Putin and the war in Russia and Ukraine for energy prices going up, but guess what? If we had more access to renewable energies, even have to. You know? So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Mobilisation. Uh, we are ready, we're a rapidly growing movement holding 20 to 30 public meetings per week online and in person across the UK. There's a role for everyone. So it's these guys. So when you actually break down what they're demanding, they're not even being irrational to stop using oil completely. They say to stop issuing new licenses because it's true. It's like trying to go on a diet and you love cookies. Yeah. And you're like, but I need to lose weight. So I need to stop eating cookies. You know? Then next week, you know, it's because I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm losing weight. I'm definitely like, I'm definitely doing this diet thing. You see them with a new pack of cookies. You're like, what are you doing? You finish that pack. So don't buy any more because you're stopping eating cookies, right? Yeah, the funny thing is, um, I just want another cookie. And that's kind of us with fossil fuels. Well, I, was in, I mean, I've seen more wind farms. Um, I'm pretty sure there's other renewable energies. I'd imagine they have increased. But I guess the argument is you can keep on using the fossil fuels that are there. When are you going to stop? You know what I mean? When are you going to stop? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be one of those ones that we look back in the past. In, in the future, we look back in the past. And all of those energy, all of those environmental and eco protesters will be the heroes. You know? But it's just funny, like people just get so upset at them. You know, it, yeah, it just it just baffles me how upset people get by uh no, sorry, by not not by their actions. I get why people are upset by their actions, but their cause. It seems like um, trade unionists. Again, there's demonised and, you know, oh, trains ain't running because of you lot. So what is your actual demand? Oh, I just want to pay rise in line with inflation. And I just want up previous promises that were made to be upheld. Doesn't sound unreasonable. <laughs> but if you believe in these favours, how they portray these things, it's just simply drive a walkout. You know, uh, it'll be whatever's going wrong will be just blamed on the people actually protesting, not the people that they're actually protesting against for not giving their demands. It's not a hostage situation where you don't have to negotiate with the person, you know, it's people you live with and rooms that you're going to use. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's, uh, what else happened? Quasi Quarteng has been, um, He's been gone. Black guy's gone first in this horror show. I mean, it, I didn't think it was coming, to be fair. I didn't. But surely, with him being sat, Lizzie T's next. Has to be. Has to be. It was, it was both of them put together this crazy budget. It was both of them who decided to announce it for no reason. 
are then to ruin people's house sales and house purchases and mortgage the bloody bastards. I'm telling you, it's the most annoying thing. Like it's not even a party thing because there's people, MPs in the Conservative Party, are just tearing into this woman. I do feel bad for her in that respect, but Jesus Christ, can you be that fucking shit at your job? I don't imagine being the Prime Minister's easy, but you don't have to be shit though, do you? It's be middle. Lots of parties have had leaders, but just the leaders are just middle. They're not doing anything exceptional or noteworthy. They're not doing anything weird. <laughs> let's not go there. Anyway, uh, let's get on to Dear Deirdre because I'm tired and my eyes hurt. Where are you, Dear Deirdre? Dear Deirdre. Right. Oh, let's go. Work based shenanigans here dear dear Joe, i've fallen in love with my co-walker co-worker but our boss has told us to split up um what maybe you declared it to hr let's see dear deirdre i've fallen in love with a work colleague but our boss have made our bosses have made it made it feel like we we're having a sordid workplace affair. Naively, I told my boss about our relationship because I hoped he would appreciate our honesty, but nothing prepared me for the fallout. Surely the rule is if you work in the same team, you get split up like that. But other than that, people in the same company can date each other. People in the same uh, office can date each other, surely? Okay. As long as it doesn't affect work, that's got to be it. Anyway... He told me he didn't want distractions in the workplace. I bet your job's not even that important. You know them ones. People just get so hyped up about their little job in their little company. Just behave. Behave yourself. Um, so he told me he didn't want distractions in the workplace. I mean, actually, I'm making all this stuff. What if your bloody job is something crazy like security? And you're sneaking off your post to have some smooches. Get back to your post. Realise, fuck it hell. Seven people have broken in. <laughs> Can't have distractions. So I get it. Anyway, he gave us two choices. Either split up and carry on working for the company or stay together and my girlfriend would face demotion or have to leave. You can't demote someone for being in a relationship. What he thought, you should go stay, get demoted and flip his suum. Ridiculous. Um, and he gave... Yeah, so there you go. I'm 44 and a senior manager for an IT firm. My girlfriend is 33, works in the accounts department. Ooh, 11 years. Um, she was promoted before our relationship began, but our boss said she would have to step down as he was concerned it would look like favouritism, but she was promoted before. What are you talking about? My girlfriend and I were staggered. I had separated from my wife a year before and I'd never been unfaithful. Now, this made it hard... And brokenhearted, we agreed to finish our relationship. I didn't, nah, come on, bro. I didn't want to hold back, uh, hold her back, and she didn't want to destroy my reputation. Listen, you lot need to carry on secretly outside of the firm. It'll make it spicy. Your dick will get rock hard. Her vagina will get very wet. And it'll just be all sordid. It'll be nice. You'll love it. You know what I mean? Making eyes. As one of you goes into the photocopy room, the other one's like, I, I need to photocopy this. 
and just grabs some random bit of paper off the desk. And then you're there, you're just you're smooching against the photocopy. <laughs> photos and copies of your your genitals smashing into each other on top of the screen the next thing you know there's an email from the office manager saying photocopies out of service don't worry we've got a technician coming in and was like who broke it who broke it you two looking at each other like probably us engineer comes around he's like what the fuck's happened to his photocopier mate (laughs) yeah but you look hard. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Trust me. Just have a dirty, sordid, secret relationship. Anyway, what else you've worried? It was difficult keeping away from each other, but we managed to keep our relationship purely platonic. Sadly, other colleagues and our boss uh, intimated they were convinced we were lying about the true nature of our relationship. Ironically, this pushed us even closer together, and it felt like the only person we could trust was each other. We have now rekindled our relationship in secret. Yeah, I told you. I told you. <laughs> Which is so stressful because we don't want to stop our progression or, or upset anyone at work. I don't know what's the right or wrong anymore. All I know is we are happy when we are together and nothing else seems to matter. Here's what you, one of you needs to do. One of you does need to go find a job elsewhere. Because if the workplace isn't really back in the thick, and you can't get promoted, and even if you get promoted because they think there's some kind of mashing of genitals, you gotta um, you gotta work smarter. I'm glad you stayed together though, because you can't let your fucking employee handbooks split you up. Ridiculous. Um. Oh god, 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 god. <sighs> some people. Flown off with my money. I've been scammed by online woman after I lent her money to fly to the UK. Oh my God. Pure 90 day fiance sense. I never actually met her, but I've got these two pictures on a webcam. The webcam is a potato 500. There's no quality here. It's literally got two pixels. But I'm going to meet them. (laughs) But they want me to send my bank details and my cash so I can meet them. You know, what are you talking about? I feel bad though because these people do have low self-esteem. You've got low self-esteem. So having to go to these far-flung countries and talk online to these women that if they were in the UK or in their home country would never even bat an eyelid at them. But they know you with that passport. It's a promised land of America, so... No, this is the UK. More the UK. Anyway, let's read the Dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, foolishly, I paid the airfare for a woman I met online to come to the UK from Latvia. She asked for £500, which she said was needed to prove she could support herself in the UK or she wouldn't be allowed to leave her country. So you can easily verify this yourself. Because no country is stopping you from leaving the country if you're a citizen, no matter how long you're going for. Uh, so yeah, it's just a bit odd. That anyway, that was the that would be the first red flag. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed to leave the country. You need to show me some documentation, my friend. You know what I mean? From the government saying that you can't leave the country because of X, Y, Z. I ain't seen it anyway. 
I'm 47, she's 39. Okay, she's not a weird swindling age. not that sad and, and nuts. You're only eight years older, fair enough. I was skeptical, but she said she loved me. <sighs> Against my better judgment, I sent it to her. Oh, oh sorry. So against my better judgment, I sent it to her. But when I went to the airport to collect her, she did it show. So one person on that day, fiance, their postal address was actually like a flipping cupboard. <laughs> uh, so when they went to like, so they went to confront us, I'm going to their house. So when they got there, it's just like so fucking two shitty flats next to each other. And she wasn't in any of them. Then she actually turned up in the end, which was nuts. As she was actually decent looking, which is even crazier. But anywho, not sure she's gonna. Um, yeah, I said anywho. Well, certainly. Uh, so I was skeptical, but she said she loved me. Against her better judgment, I sent it to her. But when I went to her because she didn't show it yet, of course. I later got a picture of her in hospital. Yeah, of course, that's always a good one. That's like a what's my man, the Tinder swindler, my enemies. Um, especially missed the flight due to her car accident. I have an awful feeling I'm being well and truly scammed. Yes, I'm telling you, that car's going to need repairs and she's going to send you a nipple and you're going to send her £500 for a car that doesn't even exist. But you're going to do it, mate. So just get on board. Um, right, what else is there? Uh... What's that? Mm. Well, let's see this one. What? Jesus, why out of it? Well, let's, let's try. Like, how long have we talked for? Let's see if we can try and do both. Yeah, I should be able to do both, right? Testing times. Uh, my friend sent me a DM, sent a DM to my lover to test him. Do I come clean? Hmm. Dear Deirdre, my friend sent a message to a man I've been dating, asked him asked him out after she found his online profile. She said she wanted to test him. I had nothing to do with it and asked her not to do it. Well, that is weird behaviour. She wanted your man to cheat. And she wanted to have his walleye in her mouth, I bet. That's why she's trying to spit you two up. But anyway... Um, so we've been dating for a few months and don't feel the need to label ourselves but my friends is get my friends are getting involved as they do I know he still has dating profiles but he isn't active on them we've discussed seeing and sleeping with other people but neither of us want to do that I'm 29 he's 32 he's bagging other women anyway um, do I tell him what my friend has done or wait and see if he responds I don't want him to think I was involved and this was some kind of test yeah just let your friend do a thing yeah, just let your friend do a thing. Um, right. Where's it gone? Yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah, so let your friend do a thing. Uh, make that profile. Message your man. And when he doesn't reply, you just tell the fuck off. <laughs> You're not my friend anymore. Why would you... Yeah. Um... Anyway, I don't know what I just said. Literally don't know what I said. I'm not going to read anymore. My brain's hurting. 
my brain actually hurts and I need to go to bed because I just drifted off in the middle of rambling. That's what happens. I can talk like this and not, uh, not feel like sleepy, but I might have to read something and think about what I just read. It's over. My eyes just dropped just then. Right, let's go. Let's go. It's the end of the pod. Then the pod. We're calling it. We're calling it. Get it. Oh, 36, man. I mean, could we, can we fit in one more? No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Right, people. If you want to come and see me, watch me do some comedy this week. I'll be at the West End Comedy Club on Tuesday in Covent Garden. And then on Friday, I'll be at Angel. Uh, so both my gigs in London. Um, I'm just going to just try and blast out some new material. I think. I mean, Western Comedy Club, I'm seeing, but the other, yeah, let's let's try and uh, this is Angel. Sorry, we'll try to smash out some new stuff. Get good. All right. Anyway, people, I'm just again waffling. See you guys later.